Hello and welcome to Talking Jack's Extra number four, which is also episode 27, I believe, overall. Mm-hmm. Is that right, yeah. Ben? We are 27 episodes old. It feels like we've been doing it for a lot longer. I keep nice. expecting it to be like more than that, but yeah, we'll get there. It's a little strange. but Doing two episodes a week for, what, 34 weeks? Is it 34 games? 33, maybe? I don't know. Hopefully with some playoff games in there as well. Yes. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get there this season. We'll be yeah. up, up there in our numbers. But uh, how are you doing today? It's Thursday. Um, almost the end of the week. We're almost there. Yeah. We are almost to a, a game day. Currently, I am hungry and tired, but um, it'll be all right. I am kind of hungry and tired, too. So. I see food and coffee in my uh, future. Coffee at night. Yes. Are you, do you not get affected by caffeine like that? Uh, sometimes you, have you built I do. up a high enough tolerance. Yeah, once you have enough cups of coffee, your body just kind of like, kind of like ignores the caffeine. Um, That's true. Yeah, probably not good for your heart though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen a doctor in a while, so maybe that's maybe that's something I need to uh, put on the agenda. But alas, yeah, not a health. We are not a health podcast. We no. are a soccer <laughs> podcast, um, and we got some news today that our very own Jorge Herrera is nominated yes. for Player of the Month, mm-hmm. which and we kind of knew. Um, I'm going to be really disappointed if Cincinnati's goalkeeper with two games in the month. Listen. Wins. I get it. He's been good. Listen, I have I have thoughts. Oh, okay. Hot takes. That guy should not even be nominated. The fact that there's five seems a little excessive. Five is too many. Mm-hmm. A player who has played two games yep. should not qualify. No. When most of the other players have played three or four games, a yep. player with two games mm-hmm. against a Charleston team who looks pretty poor. Has let up a lot of goals. Well, actually, that doesn't have anything to do with him, but whatever. Um, but yeah, Charleston. I mean, he did. He they were did like, save "Oh, he had a he had a clean sheet against Charleston." Whoop de doo! They just got beat five two. Did save a PK, a, like a double save PK. Okay, so he Indiana, should though. be nominated for save of the week, not player of the month. That's ridiculous. There you go. Woo! And now we're gonna get all these FC Cincinnati ballot stuffers, mm-hmm. and he's gonna win the fan vote by, you know, a trillion votes oh yeah he's already in like he's got 62 percent of the vote last when every other player on that list is more deserving than him i'm frustrated by it Oof. He, it's just we're gonna lose all our facts. cincinnati uh fanship bye <laughs> i don't I think, think we have Harris any listeners win though um i mean he's got four goals in three games he's got a stupid good conversion rate he does. That other guy who's got, I think, four goals and two assists. Yeah. Is he's played he's, an extra game though? Like I know. Cheater. But he does have like the. And he plays in the West. Creating. So, that's true. So yeah. really, he's only got like two point seven five goals and <laughs> one and one and a third assist. Yeah. yeah. Um, Based on our. Also, Herrera Western is like Conference ten math. years older than half the people on the list. So you got to like gauge it. Well, at one point in the game last week. Uh, when Jungsu scored the own goal, it was played off of a 16-year-old. So, the, oh, like, wow, is that yeah. not insane? That is a, a funny thing to think about. Like, Jungsu is old enough to be that guy's father. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's really terrifying, actually. Um, wow, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, we're here to talk about Nashville versus Charlotte. Yes, we had a another special guest. We did. Uh, uh He's his name 
uh, is Glenn Judah. Glenn Judah. That's hard to say. I don't know is why. It, I really like that name. It's, it's no, first. I'm not saying it's a bad name. It's just oh, no, like yeah. when you, I don't know. I guess my tongue gets stuck on the. It's, there's a lot going on in the name, but um, but I yeah. like it. Yeah. Glad yeah. to have him on. He's part of uh, Golden Goal. That's hard to say too. Um, Golden, <laughs> Golden Goal, Goal. Uh, Nashville. Um, but yeah, we're really happy to, to share this with you. We got a lot of good information that we would have never known. Yeah. Um, about Nashville. Very knowledgeable. The city and Nashville, the soccer club. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to play that interview now. So sit back and enjoy about half an hour with Glenn. Hello, everybody. We are joined now by Glenn Judah of Nashville Golden Goal. How are you doing tonight, Glenn? I'm doing well. Uh, glad to be with you guys. Yeah, thank you for joining us and uh, providing some expert uh, Nashville insight. Yeah. Some, yeah, uh, I'll see what yeah. I can uh, do with the expert side. <laughs> uh, so how's Nashville's season gotten off to, or how's the start gotten off to? Uh, it... It's been a little bit mixed. It's not fun when you have to play the defending champs, Louisville, on a pretty uh, interesting field, I'll say mm. that, yeah. for the first game, to start on the road, and then to have your home opener against um, a Bob Lilly coach team, you're kind of going to stifle your, your goal chances. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, picked up the first victory up against uh, Bethlehem on the road. Uh, scoring an early uh, penalty kick, um, and then basically had a had a man advantage uh, the pretty much the entire game. So it's, I think fans are are excited and and have been you know fairly feeling fairly good, but wanting to see more goals and more more chances created. Uh, it's kind of a, a trial to the way they started with with some of their early matchups. All right, cool. Um, we're just going to dive right into some questions there for you. Um, I'm curious, um, who on your roster would you consider players to watch going into this week that will uh, will have an impact one way or another? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll, starting with, with uh, Pickens uh, being the goalkeeper and being a former MLS uh, Cup champion uh, and, and just had a, a long career in, in American soccer – uh, played really well for the Rowdies when he was down in Tampa, and, and he was the first announced signing for the Nashville club and to really promote him. And so he's, you know, two clean sheets after uh, in three games. Um, so he's definitely uh, a, a drill sergeant back there trying to keep the defense aligned. And then on the defensive side, looking at Justin Davis, uh, he played last year. I don't think he got a fair shake when he was at uh, Minnesota United, but he's been – uh, best 11 um, NASL previously and definitely is somebody looking to um, make a name for himself with his team, hoping when they go to MLS that he gets a shot. So I think he's really trying to audition. So he's definitely uh, somebody to watch out for on, on the defensive side. And then uh, Labo Melodo, um, you know, is attacking midfield and been used as a striker. He's from Swope Park last year, um, you know, creates a lot of chances they uh, traded for him um, from Swope Park. Uh, Nashville's technical director is previously at Swope Park, so had a good relationship and wanted to bring him in. Um, and then it's going to be interesting to see who they started up at forward. We've had three games and three different starting combinations up top. Yeah. So 
it, I don't think Gary Smith is set on what that is going to look like. Uh, I, I'm guessing Michael Cox gets another shot up there. Uh, you know, they brought Alan Wynn in to start against Bethlehem. We create a lot of chance. The more chances also had a man advantage and during most of that game. So you kind of have to take that with a little bit of grain of salt. But and, and then maybe, you know, coming off the bench late, uh, that could be kind of ignite the offense is uh, Rapapa Mensa, who was with Harrisburg last year, which is now Penn FC. He scored yeah. seven times on a bad team. So he's young. He's 20. Uh, raw, but definitely plays without fear when he's coming to the game. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, we remember Rapapa from last year. He uh, did he he scored against us, didn't he? Uh, I feel like he did. Yeah, he was uh, probably their best player, which may not be saying a whole lot. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I've actually. I mean, scoring seven times on that team last year definitely shows consistently something. for y'all. Um, is that just because of depth on the front line, or what do you think that's uh, attributed to? Well, I, I think it's been a challenge for Nashville just in these first three games. They haven't had, they haven't played on a consistent field either. So they've played, uh, you know, at, at Louisville Slugger on a really small, tight pitch that Louisville likes to play on, and clearly is very comfortable winning at. Uh, and then they played at Nissan Stadium, where we had nearly nineteen thousand people for the game against Pittsburgh as the as the home opener. Um, and then they went up to play uh, Bethlehem um, on the road. And now they're going to play at First Tennessee Park, which is where the Nashville Sounds, the minor league baseball team, which is where they're going to play most of their home games. So Nashville's just kind of, I think, been looking for any type of consistency. A new group of guys. Gary Smith has brought in a lot of players that he's previously coached at multiple stops, if it's in the MLS or uh, NASL, um, or even, you know, coaching over, uh, in Europe that he's, he's brought guys that he knows. And I still think they're trying to find that attacking side of it and, and who's going to be consistently starting up in those positions. The defense has kind of been set, uh, London Woodbury, uh, got an injury. And so they've made a couple switches there. And then obviously they brought in, they signed David Edgar, um, on Wednesday and made that announcement. I but I, see that, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's really the the attacking side of it and figuring out what they want to be as their style or shape is still being uh, figured out as the games are progressing. Okay. Okay. So I, I know in the preseason, I, I think they were playing a 5-3-2. Is that still the case? They, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of been a blend of a 5-3-2 to a 3-5-2. Gary right. Smith talked okay. at the beginning of the season. He really wanted those those wingers, those outside backs, to really push up the field and be part of um, the offensive attack and, and really try to control the middle of the field and play wide. Uh, and he's got players that can do that. Uh, Ryan James, who's who's played very well and he's kind of been a workhorse, covers a lot of ground. Uh, Taylor Washington got his first start, and there's a lot of people been pushing for him to get get a, a start sooner because he's come on late and definitely has the speed um, and a little bit more of that attacking flair uh, to get crosses in. And, but they played again, you know, they, they went to a four, four, two, essentially they lined up in a five, three, two against Bethlehem, but then it transitioned into a four, four, two, which is, mm. was the other formation that they tried out a few times in the preseason. So maybe they'll start with a five, three, two, and they could 
transition into a four four two depending on how the the game is going on Saturday. Okay, that's good insight because you know we haven't played against anybody who's done no. anything but you know four four three basically yep. or four three three not four four three. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I'm curious on is what would you consider to be uh, Nashville's coach's philosophy as far as attacking, defending, and, uh, and things of that nature? Gary Smith is definitely uh, defensive-minded. Uh, the way that you look at how the roster was announced and how it was built, it was primarily around that defensive back line. He likes guys with size. He likes guys that are strong. Um and so that's kind of the, the core of the team. But he does talk about how he wants to build more where the players are linking up more, wanting to get Melodo more in the mix and get more creativity. Uh, but I think it's just taking a little bit of time for that to, to organically happen. Um, I'm hoping what we see in this game is we see uh, a lot more chances created. Um, Nashville gets in more dangerous positions on the front foot, um, and there's a good rhythm to the game. I, I think the first couple games that they've played, you know, playing Bob Lilly, he really just wants to control the game. And if you, if it's you know zero zero, everyone walks away. You know, he walks away with a point. And I think Smith has a little bit in that where he he wants to try to keep a clean sheet, um, but I think he's going to play more open to try to get some goals since Nashville's only scored once, and that was on a penalty kick so far. Right. You mentioned uh, kind of a lack of chances created. Do you think that's a personnel thing, or do you think it's just been a a situation where they've played some tough defenses and there's been some tough field conditions, or is it maybe just a combination, or what? I mean, I would say it's a combination. Um, but, you know, Robin Schrute, who has started against Pittsburgh, he didn't take a shot. You know, he played basically – start two games and he didn't take a shot in the first two games. And so he did not start the third game. And that's obviously, you know, if, if you're a forward and you don't put the ball, try to create a chance, you're, you're not going to, you know, be starting long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also just some of these younger players and trying to figure out the mix. Alan Wynn um, was selected in the MLS super draft uh, by Colorado. I want to say the 21st pick is, is when he was taken, but he was decided. there. He was their first pick uh, because yeah. we were following that pretty closely <laughs> because we thought he may end up in Charlotte on yeah. loan. Yeah. And, and he's definitely got a lot of pace and he, he got to start and, and definitely covered a lot of ground and create three chances to put three shots on target against Bethlehem last week. Uh, and like I said, there's been three different starting combinations up at forward. Not sure what, Smith will go th- to this next game. He really likes Tucker Hume, who is 6'5", and is a good target up top and, and brings a different style of play. You've got Michael Cox, who um, was a little bit injured last year and then get, didn't get many chances at Orlando City B. Um, but the year before, he scored 10 times. So I, I think it's, just, it's going to happen. I, I, I'm predicting that Nashville... Uh, on Saturday, gets an open play goal. I'm hoping they get an open play goal. I want to write about them getting <laughs> an open play goal. Um, and Mensa, you know, he scored the first goal 
at the, I guess you could say, the USL level was the friendly against Atlanta United. Yes. And it was a combination, uh, this very beautiful combination of Liam Doyle making a great pass from basically just outside Nashville's box. Uh, Tucker Hume flicked it on as a header. You know, Wynn caught it on the wing on the run and made a beautiful cross in the box. And Mensa just chipped it over um, Atlanta's keeper. And so we all had this idea that, like, this is what we're going to see. And I think it's the defenses that they've played that have really tried to stifle. And maybe they've just been looking for those perfect chances and being afraid to just take a few shots. Yeah. And I think now they're getting the, the instruction to shoot more often um, and not worried about maybe losing the ball so often in the other, you know, the opposing half. To, to try to create some chances. I think Mensa, you know, I, I talked about, wrote a piece last week hoping that Mensa would start because when he's come on, he's played the highest up position that they've had. Uh, he's been not afraid to take on defenders 1v1. Um, he's crashed into the goalkeeper, so he's willing to throw himself in there for 50-50 balls. And so he's brought a different spark and energy to it. I think Cox is a very good player and will be good for Nashville. So I wouldn't be surprised if, Again, it was Wynn and uh, Cox getting the start, but maybe there could be something completely different that Smith wants to do on Saturday. All right. Uh, that pretty much wraps up all of our questions. Um, we've got a couple of listener questions related to more of the, I don't know, it's more of a roster construction, uh, maybe a long-term outlook type question. Uh, this is one from uh, Zach Dick, one of our listeners. He said, is most of the team and coaches uh, just fill in for the USL years, or do you see any of them staying on with the team for MLS? I, I think everybody's getting an audition. Um, you know, it's, it's still very new, you know, three games and just a handful of, of preseason games. And, and it's still up in the air if Nashville is going in 2020 or 2019. I'd like them to go in 2020 and have more time to continue to build a fan base, give them more time to have a stadium be open sooner rather than playing so many games at Nissan Stadium, which has 67,000 seats and could feel, you know, even if you fill the lower bowl with 25,000 people, could still feel um, cavernous. I think if you look at the roster, guys like Wynn, uh, Ryan James, Taylor Washington, these are all guys, you know, Wynn's brand new to the USL, but... James and, and Washington, they were MLS um, draft picks, you know, a few years ago and, and have been coming up in the ranks and they're fairly young. I, I think the average age of the roster is 24, 25. Uh, and then you've got guys like Davis, who played at the MLS last year, London Woodbury, who played for New England Revolution and, and saw many appearances. Uh, so I think there's, you know, a lot of these guys are taking this as an opportunity to knowing that they're going to the MLS in a couple of years to really sh show what they've got. And, and I think they are trying to look at that talent and I, I Nashville wants to build a winning team to build that culture and to bring more fans uh, to the game so that there is a better transition once it goes to the MLS. Gotcha. That's yeah. 2019 would be, Tough, I feel like. It'd be, yeah, it'd be I mean, tough the, to put a roster together that could compete. I think you might end up with a 
Minnesota United problem. They had yeah, they kinda yeah had that's kind of that what issue. we've talked about. Yeah, you've looked at what what they went through, and obviously are doing better this year. Uh, but yeah, that's that's tough to that's tough to put a roster together and and, and recruit. I mean, obviously the salaries, everything changes. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I, I will say that Nashville has done a good job. The team has done a good job of marketing. Um, like I said, they're almost at. 62,000 or not 62,000, 6,200 season tickets sold. They had nearly 19,000 fans on a rainy night for the home opener at Nissan yeah. uh, against Atlanta. They, it, it rained biblically and they had a sellout crowd, 10,000 people. Um, I know that I think they're opening up more standing room only sections at first Tennessee park for upcoming games. So I, I would hopefully we'll have a really good crowd for uh, Saturday's match. Okay, cool. Uh, the next question is uh, from one of your guys, uh, or you guys are uh, if affiliated somewhat with Speedway Soccer, right? Yeah, yeah. We've okay. got a, a partnership where we're sharing content, helping prom- promote. We're going on their podcast. They're providing okay. content for us. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, wanted to make sure I got that right. Uh, so Ben Wright asks, why can't uh, Nashville SC score? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know the, the conversion rate so far of all the chances is like 5%, which I think is uh, the worst, but better because I still think there's a couple teams that haven't scored yet this season. But Nashville's played three games. Oh, yeah, I... I'm, like I said, I'm really rooting for uh, a, a high-paced, fast-paced game on Saturday where there's multiple chances on both sides and, and the fans get to walk away from a, a really exciting game. Um, I, you know, A couple of weeks ago, I was saying Michael Cox would be like man of the match um, to play against. Uh, Pittsburgh and then Smith didn't put him into the lineup and then Smith put him into the lineup against Bethlehem and then he scored with the the PK and, and basically he created that opportunity he he beat um, Brandon Aubrey who pulled him to the ground which got the red card because it was a clear scoring opportunity right uh, I, I I think you'll see more chances and I think Nashville is kind of solidifying the style of play that they hopefully can build off of that game against Bethlehem where they had um, the most chances they've had. They just, they just got to be a little sharper. They've, they've had some opportunities. Uh, they've had some headers just go over the, the bar. Melotto's had a few chances, uh, you know, on set pieces, on corner kicks where he's, you know, had the half volley and just been a little bit unlucky. Um, players in the, you know, the defenders are in the right spots or just a little bit off target. Yeah, I think Charlotte uh, has one of the top conversion rates, so something's got to give in this game. <laughs> <laughs> more, more to the mean. Both yeah. teams will go to more to the mean. I mean, I honestly think it'll be a. I wouldn't be shocked if it was a two-two game, kind of like what you guys did against Atlanta, where I I think both teams the, the, this home game at First Tennessee. I know Smith has talked about he wants to give the fans something to root for and and likes the. The idea of playing at First Tennessee with 10,000 people being a loud but intimate environment, I, I think he's going to set up a team that is going to, you know, press. They're going to push forward. They're going to 
you know, play down the wing. Um, and, and he's definitely talked about wanting that central midfield to be more positive with their play and, and look for more chances and wanting uh, Lalo to be more creative. And, and But there's been the challenge of using him as a striker at times versus using him as that, you know, number 10 position on the field. Uh, but I think it's also been like they've been rotating those forwards and, and not knowing – depending on that forward combination where, you know, Melodo is going to fit. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte's going to play fast and pressing and exciting too. I would think we, you know, they haven't played a road game yet this season, but last season we pretty much tried to play the same no matter where, you know, no matter what the venue was. So I don't think that will change much. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out on that smaller field though. Because uh, if I remember watching that preseason game against Atlanta that you've mentioned, the field dimensions are a little small, aren't they? Yeah, they're a little bit smaller um, than than uh, most UL, USL sides. I don't or, think it's quite or, as small yeah. as Louisville, though, which is No, nice. it's not nearly as small as Louisville where <laughs> you can basically take a goal kick and have a header chance. Uh, no, last year, literally, <laughs> in, in the game where we played at Louisville, there were a couple goal kicks that just went into the, the opposing keeper caught. <laughs> it's a yeah, like, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's It definitely, uh, uh, you know, Liam Doyle took a video uh, before that game and, and put it on Instagram uh, of the field, and we were kind of all shocked. I know Louisville had, had rain and some terrible weather come through, but then the next week, you know that that their next home game got uh, suspended mm-hmm. because of field condition. Yeah, and uh, if it, I wonder on the flip side of that, if it wasn't the home opener uh, of the season, if they would have pushed it because of uh, the way the field was. Uh, we were told that in one section of the field they had spray painted, or what they they thought was that they'd laid you know basically painted some of that turf versus artificial area, and that gray or not gray but green uh dust was basically coming up in that area as players were running through it no way yeah so yeah that's rough yeah all right we have one last question it's a kind of a silly one this comes from uh tall man Woj. he's our play-by-play announcer in the stadium here in charlotte and he asked uh do they too call it nash vegas I absolutely hate that term. Anybody who ever uses the term Nash Vegas, I don't want to be their friend. Uh, uh, I mean, Nashville's grown a lot. I mean, I've been here five years. Um, My wife's lived here eight years. And so you can say once you've lived here five years, you've lived here. um, You can, you can kind of say that you're, you're a, a local in some way, but yeah, people who've moved, there's, the city's, you know, been growing like crazy, like a hundred people a day for the last few years. It's really just uh, blown up. And there's that idea that Broadway and all the honky tonks. Um, usually, what I do if I have someone visiting Nashville for the first time, you go do that for like five minutes, <laughs> and they can experience all the uh, all all of that situation. It's um, and then you kind of get into the neighborhoods that Nashville has and all the different scenes that they have. Uh, and, and so, yeah, so this idea of Nash Vegas, I think comes more from the bachelorette parties that have flocked to Nashville (laughs) that hit, that hit Broadway. Uh, but nobody, nobody who's truly lives in this city, 
um, uses that term, you know, at all. I mean, it's it's more often Music City is, is what Nashville um, claims to be. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. fair. That that sounds about right, though, for any kind of yeah. tourist heavy yeah. city. We were debating what was the nickname we were debating. Uh, I said Bachelor like, Party SC or the Fighting Six Strings. Fighting Six Strings. That was yeah. the other one. Uh, you know, the six string things is kind of you know. There's the the crest has that in the logo, and um, the, our broadcast team used that a few times. And then you saw on social media that some fans were kind of upset that they were calling them the six strings. I, I think the fans want something organically to happen. Um, like I said, they they are wearing gold jerseys. They like to be the the roadies, which is the original uh, supporters group. Yeah, has coined them, calling them the boys in gold. Um, that's kind of our take off of you know golden goal with like I said with our name um, for for the blog that we've come up with. So I think that's where they're leaning to. It, it's sometimes living in Nashville, they try to make everything with a music connection. Uh huh. And that's you know I'm I'm so proud to live in the city and and love the music scene because it is so diverse from everything from Americana music to you know the top forty country to indie rock. I mean we have Jack White and the Black Keys here and so many other people that are coming. Um, Jason Isbell that are, are revitalizing Nashville in many ways for being a great underground music scene, even though we're Music City. That I think everyone's like sometimes it's like okay we get it we we. We're known for music, but we're also should be known for more things than just that. And and so I think the fans want the nickname or or uh, that's just to come organically through these next couple seasons as they as they go to the MLS, and rather it be a marketing push or or feel like it's forced upon them. Yeah, I feel the same way. Charlotte gets uh, kind of thrown in with NASCAR. That's kind of the defining Charlotte, uh, you know, cultural icon. And, you know, nobody that I know really is into NASCAR, at least not as an adult. You know, maybe some of us were growing up, but I don't know that many people who are watching NASCAR these yeah. days. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I go to Charlotte a lot. My sister lives there. She, she went to uh, Wingate or Wingate University, however you want to pronounce it over in that side of the the uh south over oh, there yeah. and yeah. and uh i always i tell my brother-in-law is like charlotte is is just like nashville without all the beards <laughs> that's basically <laughs> that's basically it it's it's a little bit more buttoned up because of the banking yep. industry and not as quote-unquote as hipster um <laughs> as as i would say nashville has become with east nashville the nation's 12 South, Wedgwood, Houston, some of those neighborhoods that are really uh, blossoming around the city. Yeah, Charlotte's got plenty of hipster neighborhoods too. Yeah, it's pretty You'll hipster. you'll see lots of beards and uh, <laughs> our, you know, our supporters group just got made fun of on the sport local sports radio station for supposedly, you know, driving electric cars and having monocles and all kinds of weird super yeah, mega hipster stuff, so <laughs> So we can, yeah, I do like the, we can relate. the yeah, I like the uh, the craft beer scene that's popped up in Charlotte. I yeah, we love, we're a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pro I'm trying to think. There's a uh, what's the beer? Is there? Do you guys have a beer called? Is it called Baby Maker? Or yes. yes, 
mm-hmm. where it's like, what's the percent alcohol that's in that? A lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by, it's uh, by Triple C. I don't know off the top of my I head. It's like nine or something. It's pretty tasty, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My brother-in-law told me that, like, the after the reason I got that name is the, the couple that brewed, the that are, I guess, the owners of that brewery, they made it and then got pregnant. So that's, <laughs> the, that's the, the name of the beard. I can see you have a couple of those that uh, it'll, you know, you, you'll be in a good state fairly quickly. Yeah. Yeah, we love the beer scene around here. Um, well, that pretty much covers the entire game. Uh, do you want to make a prediction before we let you go? Yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm hoping for a high-scoring affair for all the Nashville fans. I'd love to see a 2-2 game and it kind of come down to the to the end. Uh, so I'm, I'm optimistic for Nashville getting two open play goals and, and really pressing and, and playing a, a attacking-style game. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us and answering all yeah. our questions. And hopefully uh, – It'll be a good game, and then when y'all come to Charlotte, we can have you back on, and maybe both teams will have a little bit more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. This has been fun. Yeah. All righty, man. Take care. Thank you. See ya. Bye. All right, everybody. Welcome back from the interview. I hope you all enjoyed uh, Glenn's insight and uh, all of his information that he gave about the game, and I hope it got you a little bit more excited about the match. Uh, Ben, did you take anything away in particular uh, that you're going to use, that you're going to, like, watch out for maybe on Saturday? It sounds like they have a lot of depth, um, which is really important. um, Yeah, and it's interesting for a club, a new club. Yeah. It sounds like they're also still trying to figure out some things. Yeah, I I got that vibe too. Um, Which is understandable, I think. This, they've played three games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and um, they've. I think he's mentioned they had a couple injuries, and plus, I mean, when you when you haven't when you don't have that history, and you everybody's new, so yeah, kind of got to figure out what each player brings to the yeah. team. Um, I'm really curious to see how this game's going to go. I feel cautiously optimistic, um, but it is an away game. Something we haven't faced yet. Yeah, I'm, um, I'll be interested to see how our team reacts to playing on the road. Because yeah. like we were saying in the interview, we haven't played on the road this year, and our team is so different this year, different roster guys, mm-hmm. that it'll be interesting to see how they approach that. Yeah. Uh, I know last year we actually played pretty well on the road until the end when, every, we, you know, when we well. couldn't play well at home or away. Yeah, it didn't matter where we played. But for a little while there, we were, I think our points per game was higher on the road than it was at home. At one point last season, okay. because I think we played a lot of road games during that hot streak. That's true. I, that's what I was trying to remember too. Is I, I think I remember that being the case last year too. Um, but I feel I feel like we're catching Nashville at a really good time. Um, I hope so. I don't know. I'm a little yeah. nervous just based on how shaky we were last week. But yeah, but that's maybe one thing that needs to be solidified. Yeah, maybe the the it will be kind of a bounce back game. Yeah, I I feel more inclined to think it'll be a bounce back game than a the reverse of that, but um <laughs> then a continuation of the suck. <laughs> yes, um, but I'm also curious to see who we'll have on the back line. I mean, I I feel like we'll probably see Jung Soo and Duckett in the, in the in the center. Got a back question positions. about that? Do you want to save save your thoughts for the question? We should. I, I okay. just remembered that. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah anything else you're curious on or whatnot with the game uh it'll be interesting to see if they score an open goal or a goal yeah. from open play mm-hmm. um because we were a little shaky last week defensively yeah so it'll Room be it'll be interesting mm-hmm. um but with that being said we'll do our questions mm-hmm. uh we don't have many because all of you who like to complain about not getting uh notified yeah. early enough did not submit any questions <laughs> excuse me what was that I had a little something in my throat. In <laughs> was it uh, Jason Bailey? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no questions from Jason Bailey today, even though I'm he sure had like 12 hours. Now, or he'll send us. Uh, he probably will. Yeah. He's probably doing it on purpose. Love you, Jason. So this one came from Richard, our good mm-hmm. friend. Uh, he said, so SC or FC? At first glance, I'm thinking Nashville is in South Carolina. <laughs> I do that too. Yeah. So, no. uh, and he said, are you in favor of this horrible team naming trend? <laughs> and then he said, sorry, still working on a good question. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't much care either way. We were talking about this uh, off the air about, mm-hmm. like, weird team names and stuff. I'm yeah. to the point where, like, unless your team name is just, like, really ridiculous, then I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. We yeah. call in they call the sport soccer in America, so I understand why you want to call it soccer club mm-hmm. uh, rather than football club. But yeah. if you want to call it football club instead of soccer club, I do not care. That is yeah. fine. That's your prerogative. It, it doesn't tricky. bother me either way. It really becomes tricky. I'm I use them inter- I use them interchangeably. Like, I I prefer soccer, but the problem of it is if you have a city, like if Greenville FC would have been called Greenville, Greenville SC, FC, that would have been funny. Which I would have preferred, but it would have been terrible. It would have been funny from a marketing perspective. It would have been hilarious for fans, but terrible for marketing. Uh, but I really, I'm not a big fan of blank FC or FC blank. I feel like it's kind of lazy. I not mean, to say that I don't like it, but I, I can see where you that, yeah. you might think that, but also it's just kind of tradition. Yeah. Like, if you look around the world, I, I would venture to say a majority of teams are probably just named after the city that they play in. But you, you can throw some like, of spice them. in that, though. Okay, I mean, yeah. Like, I'm not sure what Tottenham is, honestly. I have no idea. But, like, Spurs, <laughs> like, they could have been Tottenham well, they're I think S- they're technically Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. And At there's not... there's this really cool website called Google.com where you can <laughs> type in, like, what is Tottenham Hotspur? And it'll probably I'd tell say you. I haven't done I don't, I, I don't like the Spurs. <laughs> so, no, but... um funny thing is you can actually like send somebody a link that's uh let me google this for you and it'll google it for them it's amazing um, i think it's called let me google that for you or some, something like that if you if you google that it'll come up i'm sure that sounds like a good way to have to sleep on the couch oh yeah i'm sure that's that just happened a lot of times yeah for uh for gentlemen uh or yeah or vice versa you never know yeah I mean, yeah that sounds like a good way to get sent to the couch. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of covers this, the name question. Um, and then his second question is related to the starting lineup, so we can kind of go into what you were talking about. It's, yeah. it's for me specifically, but we'll both oh, answer it. Okay. It says, Alex, would Jungsu feature in your starting lineup this week? This is also from Richard. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Okay. I think uh, this early in the season, just because he had a shaky game, doesn't mean we need to immediately sit him back on the bench. Um, yep. 
he needs time to play with Duckett, play with whoever the goalkeeper is going to be, uh, and play with whoever the left back is going to be. He needs time to integrate into the squad. Yep. So I have no problem if putting him right back out there. In fact, I would rather him go right back out in this game rather than sit out mm. and be replaced by somebody. So you'd rather see him than uh, Henry? I'd rather see him than Henry because I think we brought Jung Soo in to be st- uh, the starter. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's, you, you know, it's not a knock on Henry, but he's only been in camp for two weeks with the team. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jung Soo's at least been in since almost the beginning of preseason. Um, and so he's had time to work in training with everybody. So he just needs to put it together in the game. Because, you know, he picked up that injury, so maybe part of it is he just needs to get match fit too. Yeah. So I, I think, think that's one thing that'll I be. I think he deserves a second chance for sure. Mm-hmm. And probably a third and fourth chance, to be honest, Yeah. before we I really make any We'll probably see that, decisions. if I had to guess. I'm really curious to see what's going to happen at the left-back position. Um, I feel like it's probably going to be Sam Vines. Probably Sam Vines, if I had uh, to guess. Um, yeah. uh, groin injuries are tricky. As we talked about last episode. We did, we but down. they're easy to re-aggravate, and uh, it's just kind of a sensitive area. It is, yeah. So. Um, yeah. I hope, I, we, I hope Zayat's going to be ready. I know, as long as he's ready before NCFC. But see, I would like him to play this week be, in that's order true. to get him ready for that game. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I would like to get a little him like just like 10 or 15 minutes on the pitch. Yeah, that'd be great. Plus, it'd be uh, nice to have if Nashville is going to play tr- defensively, which mm-hmm. they might, yeah. if they are going to bunker in, it would be great if we needed to to yep. play two tall uh penalty box type strikers at the end of the game if we need to if we need mm-hmm. to get a goal it'd be really um, cool i'd be down for that so i don't know if his visa's been cleared and all that so yep we'll find out on saturday we shall watch so, anything lot, else we're learn a lot about the team on saturday yeah anything else roster related or uh starting 11 related i really want to see miller but that's kind of like a left field Brandon Miller, yeah. Yes, uh, I really do want to see Miller sooner rather than later, but that is kind of a. I think Dykstra's been better than expected filling in, though. Oh, I think the last game he had, even though he led in the most amount of goals, was his best game yet. Really? I think so. I'm, I wanted to make that opinion. Known well, he did previously. He did. I mean, there really wasn't anything he could do about the first goal. Yeah. The second goal was probably a little bit on him. Yeah. But well, yeah, I guess he did mess up twice, but. Twice. Overall, with two goals. Well, maybe not no, twice. That's what I was saying. Goal. The own yeah, goal, he goal. couldn't do anything about. Yeah. So I was, I was agreeing with you, sort of. Okay. I don't no think way. it was his best game. I think the game where we kept a clean sheet was his best game. Because anytime yeah. you get a clean sheet, it's the best. It's easy to say. He looked the most confident and secure on the team. And uh, stable, I guess you could say. I mean, Other words of maybe. Security. That's true. He had more to do, that's for sure. Yeah, he was definitely testable. So... There. Alrighty. Well, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see if we continue with Ekra and George, or if Jordan gets the start over Ekra this time around. Could see Vosser to, or Vosser. Yeah. I think it's Vosser. The if you look in the game notes. How do you say it again? Vosser with Vosser. Of, yeah. The like pronounce. F. Mm-hmm. It's Kai Vosser. Oh. All right. 
I read the pronunciation guide. Did you? And okay. I'm very confident that it's Fosser. I'm very confident that I mispronounce names all the time. That's so true. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I do the same, but I'm confident about that one. I know I will not mispronounce his first name because it's Kai, like sky in the pie. Yeah. Or pie in the sky, whatever. Um, but yeah. But yeah, I that's a good point. We could see him. him. I would not be necessarily surprised. Um, if he's going to spray diagonals like he did for the second goal. Yeah. Then yes, absolutely. He's, I think he's earned it, honestly. Um, I think he's earned a little bit extra time. Um, but yeah, we're going to learn a lot about the independents um, in uh, their first away game in Hostel, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are not making the trip, mm-hmm. there is an official watch party at Noda Brewing. And kickoff, don't forget, is at 8.30 because 8:30. of the time change. Because of or time zone, not time, time zones, change. Yeah, because of time zones. Mm-hmm. And uh, But there will be prizes at the game. Um, at the watch party. The watch party, yeah. There might be, be prizes, prizes at the, the game, game, too. Um, you'll well, get to see Gary, probably. That's a prize. Is, I'm pretty sure Gary's going. Really? If not, I thought he was going on the trip, but maybe not. Maybe. I don't know who else is going. I know, I know Charles Hoffman's going, for sure. Yeah. Charles is going, but um, for those, there's like, there's like a handful of them. Yeah, there's gonna be uh, dozens of them, maybe, maybe not that many, but maybe we'll hear them on the broadcast like we did in the Richmond game when they I went really on that trip. So. Yeah, I but don't I don't think that. it's gonna be, it's gonna be a little different with the. I think he said there will be like ten thousand people there, so it might be a little bit harder to pick them out. Gary's a pretty loud guy, though. Well, you just said Gary's not going, so make know. up your mind. <laughs> We're gonna hear he's gonna be yelling so loud through the stream. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully going to make it out to Noda. We shall see. Yeah, I will hopefully make I it out as well. watch it from the security of my home. Um, I'm, I'm, try- I'm going to try to be there. Yeah. But Noda's always a fun time. It is. Noda's, Noda's the Jason best. Jason doesn't win the prize. Jason is going to win the prize. He probably is. He's, uh, also, they champion. never announced who won the jersey last week. Yeah. The signed Caleb Calvert jersey. It, even though I never actually submitted anything because I forgot yeah, I forgot about it too. Yeah. But if I had not, I would have said Kato. I was going to probably say Alex, honestly. Just to like, if he scored first, I'd be It'd like, be nice shoot. for Alex to get a goal. Yeah. Get some I think confidence. He, I'm, hopefully, I'm hoping he has a bounce back game this game. Um, I don't think he was as bad as you thought he was. Because I, I just keep replaying that nutmeg over and over where he nutmeg he Jack Metcalf the in, the, in the, the box. Of the week, which yeah. I'm, I was kind of surprised because I don't think the USL likes him, but I don't think the USL likes many of our players. Yeah, but that's another very, story for another time. We should, yeah, we should do like a specific, a deep dive into the the history. Oh of, no, let's not do that. <laughs> investigative so, journalism. Let's do predictions and then yeah. get out of here because it's we're, our interview went was pretty long, it was. and we're going pretty long here. So we are predictions. I have already on another podcast. Yeah, I've been on another podcast this week as well. It's one of We've the problems with these our really popular and... teams. Yeah. Um, we have media responsibilities. Exactly. It's a terrible thing being <laughs> It's fun, though. It's, it's, been, it's been fun this week. It's been a lot of fun, actually. But I've predicted a 1-0 victory for us. Um, yeah. I definitely don't think we're going to lose 3-0 like some other podcast people have predicted. Shots fired. Shots fired. Quietly. Quietly. Quiet shots. Um, I also do not think we will lose 3-0, but I think we're going to draw 1-1. 
I think they will. I think they're going. They're. De- I think their defense is going to give us some problems. Yeah. Um. They've their goals against is very low. Mm-hmm. Not as quite as low as their goals for, which is good. I'm trying um, to think how many goals they've allowed. I honestly don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. I just know that when I was looking at it, it was a very low number. I think it was like point mm. five. That's low. Maybe it was lower than that. Because mm. that even seems not quite right. I don't know. Yeah. But anyways. Regardless. Yeah. One one draw is my prediction. Mm. So, I would love to be wrong though. Three points is better than one point. I've lived most of my life being wrong. So I have as well. Not? Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm going to ignore my fiance's question because it was silly. And we don't I have time for it. Funny. It was funny. It no. gave me a good chuckle. I was about to ask her, do you mean what is football? <laughs> I was almost going to say that. Yes. But I didn't want to get myself in trouble. So. That's funny. That would have yeah. been funny. It, I thought it would be pretty good. Yeah. So she won't even listen to this, so don't even worry about it. <laughs> she she supports me so much, but will not listen. So that's which is fine. So thank you, everybody, for listening, uh, and we will hopefully see everybody out at NOTA mm-hmm. if you are not in the First Tennessee Ballpark. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called, right? First Tennessee Park, I think? I believe so. Yeah. First Tennessee something. So come out to NOTA. Yeah. Come say hey. Mm-hmm. Buy us beer. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Or don't buy us beer. This or, yeah, you, I'm not I'm not saying you have to, but if buy you feel water. so inclined. If we look thirsty. Buy us water. beer. Water's good, so hope everybody has a wonderful weekend and come on you jacks <laughs>